Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks and we are here to talk about a new sci-fi thriller called 57 Seconds. And my guest today is director Rusty Cundiff, who is uh, well known for some excellent, excellent movies. Uh, I think Tales from the Hood and uh, Fear of a Black Hat, I believe. And 57 Seconds starring Joss Hutcherson and Morgan Freeman, is the newest project out in theaters and on digital as of September 29th, I believe. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate now, it. I am, I am a fan of the mashup between sci-fi and mystery and sci-fi and thriller and sci-fi and horror and this one was kind of a fun ride. Uh, took me a second to get into it, but once the action started, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So where did your approach to making this film come from? Because I know it's it's from a short story and you co-wrote it, but what was the idea in your head when you got this story? Well, I mean, it was, um, I think the fun thing about playing with this story, this is a story by E.C. Tubbs. Um, I don't think he called it 57 seconds. I can't remember what he actually called it. Uh, it says here, Lucifer. There you go. So the the trick of kind of figuring uh, the way into the story, that, so the character in the short story is kind of, um, is much darker than the character that Josh Hutcherson plays in 57 seconds. And there was a, an early draft that kind of took it more down this kind of dark path. Um, And, you know, when I came on board with it, I believe they had tried to get, you know, that set up someplace. And, And the problem was that it was just too dark for, for most buyers. I actually kind of, Doug, that script to be quite honest, but I, I tend to like dark things. Um, but it was kind of a almost a leaving Las Vegas type of journey for the hero uh, character in it. And so what I was kind of look, looking to do and, and it was to just try and figure out a way to have the the elements of the short story in there, which are, are kind of dark at, at very, various points in the film that we have now. But create a, uh, a a circumstance for the hero that allowed him to get dark but not be totally reprehensible because the character in uh, Lucifer is uh, fairly reprehensible. He doesn't have any redeeming values whatsoever. And then in playing with it, it was like, well, okay, well, how do we do that? And, and uh, I was reading a lot about the Sackler family at the time and and mm. their whole thing with uh, Oxy. And um, that seemed to be a way to, you know, create some some characters that were uh, kind of good and bad on all sides. And, and that was kind of what I brought to it was, you know, just really playing around with the idea of, you know, what's good, what's evil, because all of these things, the ring, uh, drugs, and, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman's character who has the tri-band that he's created, but all of these technologies 
have the the opportunity to be used for good. They have the opportunity to uh, kind of go to a darker place. And it's trying to figure out, you know, where that is. And, and that seemed to be a story that would allow the elements from the short story to come into the film, um, but give you a protagonist with, with something to fight for. Yeah, it sounds like the, I guess, the theme in the film you created is brought more to the forefront. You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you have Franklin, our protagonist here, put in a position where he he has this technology that allows him to manipulate events to his benefit and his ultimate goal is revenge for the death of his twin sister at the hands of this addictive and shall we say recklessly produced drug that was on the market and is killing people but nobody seems to be doing anything about it and the the moral quandary he finds himself in especially when it comes to uh, Morgan Freeman's character and his girlfriend I thought was very intriguing because you see him actually wrestling with it he wants to use this power to avenge his sister and all the other people who have died but he realizes that it's costing him a little bit of his soul each time he goes down that uh, that dark manipulative path and I, I thought balancing that came across very well Especially when you uh, <laughs> you meet the bad guy. <laughs> oh yes, uh, Greg German, who played uh, Sig Thornson, I think you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he he has once again portrayed a character you love to hate, and you you wish you hope to you know you hope to see him eviscerated on screen, and you kind of <laughs> get that. <laughs> yeah. But, it, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he goes down. He goes down with the plane. Um, uh, Thornson does, and um, yeah, but it was really important to have. You know, you needed the villain opposite uh, Franklin, with someone for him to go up against. But it, once again, it, it was that kind of thing uh, with uh, Anton Burrell's character, Morgan Freeman's character, where you wanted to present something that he looks like a saint from the outside and but you realize that even you know with someone like him who you know his his motivations uh initially are are all good and you just kind of it, it just begs the question of um how how we react to the technology and the things that we have at our disposal and you know and we're seeing that in our real world now with all of the social media that we have, mm. obviously, and people's concerns about AI, um, that's all kind of bubbling to the, to the front in a way that um, I don't think we've really, I don't think we've really seen before. We've had other technology that people obviously have taken advantage of, but I, I think these, everyone has such great access to these and, and, and you can create such fiction within social media within how you edit something or put something together it it, it creates a lot of problems for uh, society yeah the the quandary about 
AI and technology controlling uh, the narrative, so to speak, with people doing ridiculous and sometimes evil stuff just for for money or or views uh, yeah. on on various social platforms, and it's 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 disturbing, and there's there's no way to to put that genie back in the bottle and we just have to figure out a way to deal with it better. And as someone, you know, it's one of those things, robots or zombies, what robots or zombies, which will get us first. And people forget. I'm like, did you ever see the movie Terminator? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's there. So the, the number of special effects used in this are minimal but effective. Talk about how you came up with the design of the the effect of the ring, what what the ring does when it does its thing. Well, you know, we knew it was going to go, you know, it's taking him back 57 seconds in time, obviously. Um, and we obviously this, the, the budget on this film, it's not a, it's not a multi-million dollar, uh, well, it's, I guess it's multi-million dollar, but it's not tens and tens and hundreds of millions of dollars that, that we had to work with. So we had to figure out something that we could accomplish uh, within our means. Um, initially, I had something that was going to be a, a, a bit different, and and the Franklin's character was going to be pulled up above the world that he was kind of in and we would see all this happening beneath him and that that proved too um too complicated for us to accomplish um i I can't describe everything that would go along with that but it was a a kind of a different design so uh, talking to um my dp andy strum and uh our visifex guys uh we kind of started playing around with trying to Get that feeling of, of time initially kind of bending when you first see this happen to Franklin inside the arena. We don't do it every time because we're like, well, once you kind of know what's happening, we, we kind of had just the shorthand of pulling through him through space kind of quickly, kind of backwards. And it was just a lot of manipulating the uh, a lot of manipulating the image. And some of it was done in camera where we would shoot Franklin in one position and just slide the camera over, shoot him in another position and have him kind of shake. And then we could kind of speed that up. Um, so there was just a, a lot of, a lot of things to create this kind of altered, a little bit of an altered reality sense to go back. But yes, uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. It's, we did not have, uh, a, there's not a lot of special effects in the movie. And it was just us trying to be as creative as we could with, um, you know, what we had at our disposal. So are there any plans for this film to be available on physical media? And will you be doing a commentary track? Because I, I want to know more about the behind the scenes making of this, because this, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go look for the short story now, but just the, the, the journey that Franklin goes on uh, and his questions on whether to 
keep using this power, to keep using the tri-bands, to keep using this technology when questioning whether he's really in control of it or if it's in control of him, I there's an undercurrent there about who controls what, controls whom. And I just found that fascinating. You know, I would love to do... Uh... I'd love to do a commentary track on this at some point because um, it, it was the journey to make this uh, in, in the production of it was quite a thing. I mean, we shot this in, I, I believe it was just 18 days. That when we, when I wow. first was brought onto the project, I, I was told I might get as many as 28. And those days kept being whittled down until we had 18 days. And so there were, there were um, elements in the script that we, uh, kind of had to abandon uh, because of the, you know, losing, losing days, certain things that, that happened to Franklin, um, certain, you know, just, just certain various scenes that I, you know, I, I really kind of miss. Um, if, if we were to do anything else with it, I, I would probably look at bringing some of those elements back in. They were just a bit more fantastical, in you know once again we we just we didn't have the resources to make some of that happen but uh, uh i'm sure this at some point will be on a, a dvd uh dvd situation someplace and um i i if ever if anyone ever gave me the opportunity to do a uh, commentary track on it i would be more than happy so you're saying that there are deleted scenes saved somewhere out there Oh no! I am saying there, those deleted scenes are in my head because ah. they were in the earlier drafts of the script, and we did, we simply couldn't afford to shoot them. So we had to um, kind of, you know, recreate a few ways in how we told our story because there were there was, you know, there's there's a beat where Franklin figures out um, that he needs to talk to. Uh, well, I can't remember the character's name now, but the the woman who who uh, got killed. Uh, working for um, Sig Thornson, oh, yeah, yeah, has to talk to his uh, her husband, and how we did that is, you know, is just different than how it is now in the film. And now it's kind of like he kind of figures out, sees some stuff online, but it was just a more complicated situation the way it happened before. Which I, you know, honestly, I would say, tell the truth, I I preferred. But you know, uh, filmmaking is always a um, balancing act of desire and uh of, of what and resources and the compromise in between the two so uh there's you know there's there's some things that uh i talk about i suppose on a commentary track <laughs> so you're saying you would go with animated storyboards to fill in those missing scenes cool <laughs> okay there you know that's not a bad idea <laughs> so uh what are you working on anything now that uh you can talk about uh, I'm working on something now that is, you know, fairly far from sci-fi, to be quite honest with you. Um, I have uh, my interests of uh, storytelling are, are pretty broad. So right now I'm working on a romantic comedy for, for Netflix. Um, and yeah, there's I'm trying to think there's nothing sci-fi about that. The other but what I am doing. Oh, I, well, this isn't a movie, but I'm I'm working on a. A book of short stories that I've I've been writing and I haven't finished it yet, but um, been hacking away on that. And that is in the horror sci-fi vein. And there actually there's one in there that uh, since you like sci-fi and mystery that you would probably like. Uh, 
called skins of skins of the father so um hopefully at some point uh, it'll get out there and i don't know if you're if you are uh into literary sci-fi as much as film but uh hopefully i'll be getting that out within the next year or so excellent excellent well the movie is 57 seconds out from the avenue available now uh, i think limited run in theaters and on digital rusty thank you so much for your time today Thank you, Summer. I really appreciate it. And we'll be back with more Slices Sci-Fi right after this. Escape Pod, the free science fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. I rippled a welcoming cadence of light beneath my skin, and then... Seeing the newcomer was human made my best approximation of a smile. Welcome to Helixer Transgalactic Lounge. Each week, one story told well. She should have never come back to this God's forsaken junk heap of a space station. But she couldn't help but miss it when she was away for too long. From the most astonishing and visionary storytellers of the genre. But because time is a trick of the mind, it can be hacked. And we have gotten good at it. We had to. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on the web at escapepod.org. And on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hi guys, this is Tom Allison. I play Cree on Killjoys. And you're listening to A Slice of Sci-Fi. Once again, that's 57 Seconds, starring Josh Hutcherson and Morgan Freeman, directed by Rusty Cundiff, out now from The Avenue, uh, available on digital, and I think it's still available in select theaters. It's entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, It started out a little slow. I couldn't tell what the setup was leading to. But once the action of the story set in, it was fun for me to try to figure out what's going on, what is Franklin going to do, and how (laughs) is he going to uh, handle the, the power he has found that literally at his fingertips and what he's eventually going to do with the information these two very powerful very different men who have a similar stake in what's going on in the world uh, are going to do and Franklin's choice at the end is very interesting, but there's kind of a twist there, and I'm not sure what it means. I'm curious, and if I'd had a few more minutes, I would have asked him that, uh, probably to spill a spoiler or two after the recording, because I'm curious. Uh, if you if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's when uh, 
Franklin and his girlfriend Jala have given the ring back to uh, Morgan Freeman's character, Anton Burrell, and are walking away hand in hand. And when you see it, you'll, you'll understand my curiosity. Or maybe not, I don't know, but I'm curious about this thing. This probably would have been a bigger release if there had been a bigger budget. But given what he had to work with, I think Rusty gave us a pretty a pretty fun uh, little self-contained story. It's interesting. I don't know. I think he should do more sci-fi. Just saying. <laughs> but I'm also looking forward to uh, checking out his short story collection when it's ready. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, advanced copies of that available for us to read, and I'll have some fun with that, too. But how about you? Is 57 Seconds the type of uh, indie sci-fi thriller you would enjoy seeing more of from the, the Hollywood machine? I mean, if you think about it, that mid tier of movies we used to get all the time aren't being made that often anymore and it's a shame because those are the type of movies that do pretty well in theaters and do really well on uh, DVD on home video so why Hollywood seems to have abandoned that as a steady reliable revenue stream I got nothing I really do but uh let me know what you think call in leave a voicemail message the number is 602-635-6976 or shoot me an email summer at sliceofsci-fi.com or you can Come over to the website, sliceofsci-fi.com, and leave a comment in the discussion section for this episode. You can also start a discussion. I'm on Twitter, at Slice of Sci-Fi, and also on Blue Sky, at sliceofsci-fi.com. Come on over to either platform, start a conversation, and speaking of conversations... There may be more soon available, more, more uh, avenues available. I'm babbling now. I will stop. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening on Apple or maybe checking things out over on Podchaser, Please consider leaving us a review, letting folks know you are enjoying this podcast and maybe others should check it out for themselves. You can also check out some uh, extra content over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at slice of sci-fi. We have uh, reviews over there, some uh, ancillary content for other 
shows, the uh, recap teasers for the sci-fi show Charlie Jade are available over there. I'm working on getting recap trailers for a couple of other shows that you may have heard or forgotten about. It's a project. And uh, you can leave comments on those videos as well. I'd like to thank everyone who is currently helping to support our efforts here at Slice of Sci-Fi and with all the other podcasts and websites in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe. Your pledges through Patreon, your donations through PayPal really do help keep things online. Hosting websites, hosting media costs a few bucks and your contributions help offset those costs. So my appreciation, my thanks go out to you, especially our longtime listeners, those who have been with us for the almost 20 years we've been doing this podcast. Your help really does mean quite a bit. It, it, I'm so grateful that your support continues all these years. So thank you. If you'd like to add your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can pick a tier, any tier, and be eligible for perks. Every month I pick a winning email address out of the electronic hat, and that person gets to choose from books, DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4Ks, materials I have around here to, uh, to help me do reviews and interviews, and I just don't have the space to keep it all. So, those items I pass along to our loyal fans and listeners because they're too good to do anything else with. And I hope folks appreciate them. We also have uh, giveaways every now and then. I think the next giveaway will either be the 4K director's cut of Star Trek The Motion Picture, the one with all the extras that came out a few months ago, or the 4K for Dragon Slayer. I may have to flip a coin to see which one comes first. <laughs> but uh, also, if you want to help support things here, but not commit to a monthly pledge, the link to use is paypal.me slash sci-fi summer where you can just uh, donate every now and then. Another way you can help out around here is by browsing and purchasing from our curated shop, sliceofsci-fi.net. Uh, we have books and uh, movies and TV shows available for purchase there. All the links there are affiliate links, so anything bought through there kicks us back a few pennies and... Every little bit helps. It really does. So thank you for your support, no matter where you happen to provide it. And uh, as I said earlier, one of the new items that I have on the drawing board is a Discord server specifically for all of the Slice of Sci-Fi shows and podcasts. And one of the things that uh, members 
will be able to participate in eventually will be live stream interviews or live stream video interviews or just recordings, the video recordings of some of the interviews. So that's an extra bonus supporters will gain access to. I just have to figure the technology out so that it works for everybody. So that's on the drawing board, something to look forward to. Hopefully in early 2024, hopefully, we'll see. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.